Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of the Blue Crew, a playoff edition. We are a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel. And we've got a new member of the squad joining us for the playoffs and probably for the future, I guess. I don't know. We haven't really discussed that fully, but uh, he's here and we're pumped he's here. So welcome to the show, Avery Zaretsky. Avery, what's going on, man? We're happy to have you. You guys know I always love hopping on here, but now being a part of the whole crew, it's exciting. The play, there's nothing like the playoffs. Regular season, I always say it doesn't mean anything. You just got to get into the playoffs, and now it's playoff time, and it's nerve-wracking, man. I'm not ready for this series, but mm-hmm. uh, I think the Rangers will take care of business. We'll get into it, though. Bro, yeah, honestly, I was going to introduce you again, Cody. I was going to say no, you're no, fresh no, no, no. bachelor I, I party, ex- yeah, little R and R before the playoffs. Excuse, excuse my voice, but um, I lost it, dude. I, I'm not even kidding you guys. They were fu- the last night, so we were at Bottle Blonde, which is you know, a staple, obviously. Dude, they were blasting this music so loud. Like, if I was one foot away from you, I'd just scream at the top of my lungs for you to hear what I was saying. It's fucking insane. But um, anyways, I forgot what I was going to say, so let's let's uh, rip it. Yeah, so I guess, you know, I'll, I'll just start. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about all the hypotheticals in this series. Like, I feel like we've been talking about it for five, six, honestly, not even days like weeks and months it's been Rangers devils talk. So I'm happy. We're finally dropping the puck tonight. As you're listening to this on game day, Tuesday, uh, Rangers in Jersey, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking electric. You know, I, I think we're all on the same page. We're all pretty nervous, right? Like, you know, confident, but nervous. I think it's a completely different vibe from last year, you know, going to the playoffs last year, Cody and I, at least, you know, I, Cody, I don't want to speak for you, but we were pretty confident we were going to fucking torture Pittsburgh. <laughs> we were like, we were like, yeah. if, it's, if it's not five, we're, we will pay you money. It was, yeah, yeah like, we, we thought, we thought five was a lock and we, we've never been so wrong. Well, we've been so mm-hmm. wrong, but yeah, but we learned a valuable lesson there. But I guess let's just start with that. I'm saying Rangers and six. Cody, what do you think? And then Avery will go to you. So I'm going to also say Rangers and six. And, and, you know, the, the whole confidence thing is obviously, it's a good, like, I feel good. I do feel good, but, and I think people are nervous because quite frankly, the devils owned us in the regular season, mm-hmm. but plus dude, we have more to lose than them. You know? Yes. But it just, I'm just getting 2020 vibes where we just got, we owned the hurricanes all season. I think we three owed them and then they swept us. So it's like that. It doesn't mean shit, dude. It doesn't mean shit. We got, we got the vets. We got the experience. You know, we our our kids are buzzing. I know they have a lot of talent, but, um, I feel pretty good, and and I actually would, for once, agree with you, Rangers and Six, Aves. Mm-hmm. I think we rewrite the ship. I think we've had so many years of disappointment, so many years of the Rangers going seven games every round. I'm thinking Rangers and five, boys. I'm thinking we Ooh. steal one in New Jersey. I think we win both at the Garden, come back, and clean it up again. Wow, that's pretty bold. I mean, I, but it makes sense, dude. I think that I think we finally this is first of all, this is the best Rangers roster I think yeah. the three of us has, have ever seen in our yeah. entire lifetime. And I just think they're going to take care of business, man. I think they're they're done playing around with teams. They're done letting teams in. It happened last year, the 3-1 down comeback. It's just like 
it's it's over. I think I think it's time, man. I think the Rangers are just ready to go. Well, do you feel the same if the Devils win Game One? Do you see a gentleman sweep happening? Uh, yeah, I think it could happen. Uh, listen, it, you know it, it's tough. <laughs> Dude, I'm, trying to there. My, I'm trying to convince myself. Yeah, you know, gentleman sweep, but like it could ha- anything ha- could happen in the playoffs, man. I don't. I'll never count a team out down 3-0, 3-1. Doesn't matter. At this point, we've seen so many comebacks. Like anything could happen in the playoffs. It, mm-hmm. If if we beat the the Devils in five, I honestly might not have a voice for two months straight. <laughs> like I'm actually, yeah, I'm watching the Hurricanes out right voice now. Back. The Canes just went up two nothing. But so so back to this a little bit more. Just uh, you know, it's kind of not fresh in everyone's memory, but I feel like. From the devil side, we've been seeing a lot of the Adam Henrique talk. You know, I've honestly talked about it as well. Where were you guys when the Adam Henrique goal happened? Because this is now 11 years ago. I was like, I, I think we're, Avery, are you the same age? I don't know if you might be one year younger than me. I'm 25. 25. I'm, 20, I'm 27. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm but 27 I was, too, dude. Johnny, where were you? <laughs> no, but I was a 16-year-old kid, sophomore in high school. Like, you know, that was the first experience of pure heartbreak, I think, as a fan that I've ever had. I was a uh, freshman in college. Yeah, so where were you guys? Tell tell your Adam Henrique story. I was in college watching was I I was watching at a house off campus and I just my heart my heart like shattered, but then it got redeemed the following year cuz I think the following year was when we beat the Flyers in 7 and I just remember I like I Man. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> what wasn't it? Now the following year we lost two to years. Boston in like no, five. Yeah, that no, was, no, no. was two years later. Two years, two years later. Yeah, yeah. That was so, the year Kreider scored the OT win yeah, yeah, and yeah. gave us hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was okay. So I was a freshman in college in, in 2012. I can't even fucking remember. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I remember we were watching, we were watching down the line and uh off campus, and it was just it was nuts. And then I might have shed a tear. Yeah. Might oh, have shed a tear. Boys, Avery, Avery I was at the game. Before. You were? I was at the game, bro. Oh, dude. That's it was sucks. the worst. Probably the worst moment of my life, man. So can I, I ask you something, Aves? Yeah, what's up? What difference would you – like, how would you say your fandom was then compared to now? I – okay. I would say it was probably more in the sense that, like, I've grown up to a point where, like, A, I know the players don't care about us. <laughs> like, they, like <laughs> they care. They they obviously love the fans. But, like, at the end of the day, like, when they take their skates off, like, they're going yeah. to party and whatnot. As yeah. much as we love them, that's, like, the the deal. So, I, I don't get – especially regular season, I don't get as upset. But, dude, you look at me, like, as, like, a 14-year-old, like, having to go to high school in New Jersey with all my friends who are mm. obviously Devils fans the next uh-huh. day um i actually just didn't go to school for the next week my dad let me stay home for the week i was i was a wreck i just sat in a room yeah my dad understands because i mean he's he's lived through it all and he's he's obviously seen a cup but like Mm -hmm. i stayed home for a week i could not deal with it like just mentally not even having to deal with like my friends i couldn't even just deal with it myself i I was a wreck yeah no i I honestly i missed the goal i was actually like (laughs) i was i was outside I was no, I was outside playing like with, with my friends came over to my house, like four or five friends. And I think we were playing like street hockey outside in between periods of the game. And the goal happened like a minute into overtime. And we just must have been like a minute or two late to get back inside. So I walked in and I saw the devil celebrating. And I just like, I was like, oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? So like literally the two like most heartbreaking moments in the last decade plus of Rangers hockey 
the Alec Martinez goal, the Adam Henry goal, I didn't that, see them both happen. That ripped my heart out. The Alec yeah. Martinez goal just fucking killed me, dude. That was my prom, so I, I couldn't even like I like there was no streaming back then. I was in the like on the bus. The worst the part about that prom. one, dude, we weren't even close to winning that one. I was, dude, Henrik was so much worse than that, dude. We like, weren't I, even close. Like in in hindsight, like you play Monday morning quarterback. Henrik was so much worse, bro. Mm -hmm. Like we were so out of that series. We were yeah. so the out Kings, of the Kings. Yeah. Quick was just fucking unreal. Yeah. yeah. He was just, he was a wall. And I went, I, I remember. So I went to game four of the cup and mm -hmm. I, I was, I was in college and I, I literally came home. Like we were on break, whatever. And on break, it was mid June. No, no, no. I know, <laughs> but I was taking a summer class. I was taking a summer oh. class. And, um, Getting those extra uh, credits, bro. You wouldn't know about it. Um, uh, but anyways, because so, because you were behind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> actually, I did drop out of like one, two. Here, <laughs> but um, there it is. There it is. But um, yeah, dude. I remember we were down three zero, and I was like, "Dad, we gotta sell the tickets." I was like, yeah. "I, I, I can't, I can't fucking go to this game and have us getting swept on home ice in the fucking cup." I, I don't know what it would do to my heart. Somehow he convinced me to go. And then, of course, that's the only game we win. It gives you, like, the mm -hmm. smallest sliver of hope. And then I, I watched game five with all the boys. So do you guys remember I, – I mean, nah, you weren't too young. Do you remember, like, Lola, next to the garden, Lola's and uh, – I forgot what the other bar was, but they would have a sick outdoor setup. Like, like it might have been, you know, because you guys technically probably yeah. couldn't – Get in even yet. go to a bar, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, dude, I was literally just 21, and it was fucking nuts, dude. It was the sickest outdoor scene I met. I hung out with Mateau, I hung out with Graves, like all these fucking guys. I actually, I'll find the Mateau picture in a bit and send you mm -hmm. and send you guys it. But it was so electric, and we went to we went there for every single game, and then literally the year after the cup, they just fucking shut it down, and everybody yeah. was just like, "What the fuck." I mean, honestly, last postseason was probably like the first playoff run where I ever like was able to go to bar. Like, I wasn't really around, and the Rangers hadn't made the playoffs in like five years, so I wasn't even twenty-one really the last time like they were in it. So last year was the first playoff run where I was like going to bars before the game and after the game. Insane. Henrik so. was the worst by far. <laughs> the second worst. <laughs> Avery, get it out, bro. Get it out. Yeah. The second worst. Second worst, and I was there. So bad, getting shut out. Wait, can I guess? Oh, okay. Tampa game yeah. seven. Yeah. Oh Dude, my that god. Was that was bad. bad. One nothing that, game, or was it two nothing? Two nothing, bro. Two you get shut game. out in your own arena in game seven. And game five, Tyler Johnson. Dude, I hate Tyler Johnson because. Oh, and there was will. so much. There was so much hype coming back to the Garden. Broussard had the biggest game of his fucking career. Four points. Language. I don't know Dude, if you're allowed to curse as much as you want. Curse as much as you want. Dude. That game was insane, and then they come back and get shut out. Like we were all so hyped, and you yeah. could hear a pin drop in the building. It was so bad. Yeah. So let's oh. uh, let's transition into yeah. Let's get happy, happy time. Yeah. Happy the focus, okay, okay, the man. focus of this series. I feel like we have a ton of different X factors and a ton of different guys we can talk about. But I guess as far as the series game one goes, what is your expectation? I don't know who which one of you wants to jump and take it first. Dave's what is you. your expectation for game one? And but just wait, came on. Wait. You got it? That Love was it. quick. Is that a jersey? Who do you got on there? Dude, my my OG who also ripped my heart out, Carl Hags. Yeah. He's he's had a fucking tough go. Yeah. But he won a um, so who cares? Yeah, that's true. So, so yeah, yeah, expectations for game one. 
Uh, you know, I've been pretty vocal about it. I think the Rangers, you know, come out and have to weather the storm in the first period. But, uh, you know, I think the Devils take game one. Rangers will settle in. I'm just going to say my prediction, I guess. I think they split both games in Jersey, split both games in New York, and the Rangers win game five and game six. Obviously, that pivotal game five in Jersey. But I think by game five, Hughes and Bratt and all those guys are just going to have the fucking life beat out of them by Truba, Lingren, Miller, Mikula. You know, that's I think that's the biggest difference for the Rangers in the series is just that physicality on the back end. So I'm not going to talk too much more. What do you guys think about game one and then the series as a whole? No, you're good. I, I, I think that I agree. I think the way to beat the Devils, you got to grind them down. You got to show them what playoff hockey's like. There's a lot of uh, unexperienced guys there. But I totally agree that experience kind of is thrown out the window when it comes yeah. to playoffs. Like you look at the, the – At Rangers least early on. Here. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, – like as you get deeper in terms of like length of games, like it obviously takes a toll on you and the, and the, uh, and the older guys, the veterans know how to, you know, get out there with their body. You know, they, they know, they know how to conserve their energy. Whereas like, you know, the young guys are just running around doing whatnot. But at the end of the day, I honestly think that the Rangers take game one. I think that the devils are going to have a lot of jump, but I think the Rangers, like you said, are going to weather the storm. And I think Shesterkin has been playing out of his mind, and I think he's just going to continue that. And then, and then I think you see the Devils come back in game two with a little bit more jump, uh, realizing that they have to win that game and then maybe steal it in overtime. I think there's going to be a lot of overtime games in the series. You do. I think you'll be surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean – Well, there was like how, three or three of them, I think, or two of them at least went to the overtime in regular season, right? Yeah, you look at how the regular season went. I think – I think every time the opposing team went up, the other team came back and won, or maybe it was like three out of the four times. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I do remember the game at the garden that Heedle won for the Rangers. The devils went up first and then yeah. uh, the Rangers came back. Whichever but, team went up to nothing, like ended up losing that. The, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be like a seesaw of games, man. I, I think like the, it's just going to be back and forth and then somebody will get, get the equalizer and then the momentum will swing and, uh, there's going to be a lot of fans at the Prudential Center. We know that. Yeah. We know the Rangers are going to show game. up, and so it's going it's, it's going to be exciting. But yeah, I think that the Rangers take Game One, lose Game Two, and then win the rest of the way. Wow. Okay. okay. Yep. Also, uh, uh, Cody, before you go, I should mention that we have an interview with Mike Coppinger today, ESPN Boxing Insider. Forgot to mention that. Huge Devils fan. Great conversation with him. Cody, continue. But uh, yeah. So so like I said, I think I think it's uh, Rangers in six two. I I want to say. Rangers are going to win game one, but they literally love to never make it easy on us. So I'm going to say Devils game one, Rangers game two, Rangers game three and four, Devils game five, Rangers game six. And here's the thing. The Devils got dudes, right? They got Hughes. They got Brad. They got Heashier. They got uh, fucking uh, Meyer. Meyer, who has 40, had 40 goals this season. Mm-hmm. They have other guys too. Like they've Dawson dug Mercer. me, you know, yeah. But, Their back end is really strong. But here's too. the thing: yeah. they got dudes, but we got fucking dudes. We got, dudes. <laughs> yeah, we we got fun. We got fucking dudes. Okay. Yeah. You know, we 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 know this shit. And that's a great quote. <laughs> yeah. Print the shirts, please. Um. But no, I mean, I think you know, I think this team has what it takes. It took them a little while to kind of figure it out. You know, they figured their stuff out towards the end. Igor's been playing great as of late. And I think it I think it just comes down to them really like just playing their game and not getting in their own heads and, and playing in their game. I, the the two old the two oh uh lead will will scare us all at one point. I'm very sure of that. But I think they just gotta play their game. They gotta I think scoring early is important. 
But if you're going to score early, either score three goals or score one and just and just let it play out. I also mm-hmm. think the difference is, is that we've gotten pretty complacent over the years of, you know, just getting guys at the deadline that'll just do do a service, you know. But now we've got these guys like T- Tarasenko and Kane that are completely different to what we're used to. These guys are legit X factors, and I know we're going to get into that yep. a little bit more. But like, why don't you Tarasenko, just lead into it now? Yeah, I, I just think that guy, you know, a guy like Tarasenko, we don't know how how good he's going to be in the playoffs. Like we were, we were kind of like every year you go into the playoffs, you know what roster you got. You added a couple guys, like it, it wasn't anything crazy. But this year is like crazy. This year is like what we added some actual fucking gamers. Yeah, I mean and, to that yeah. point. So, oh, sorry, Cody, you can go. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, and and also like. Dude, Tarasenko's a fucking monster. Like, he didn't have a monster year this year. I mean, he's still at over 50 points, but he is, he, dude, he, this is a, you know, a third, a consistent 30 goal scorer, and he lets it rip. And we, we've seen that like in these past, you know, 30 games or so. And I'm excited to see what he does. And then your buddy, um, Barstool Chief, literally said, we're going to, he said, we're going to fucking love Kane. And he said, you know, Kane's going to have his Rangers moment in the playoffs. And it's gonna happen multiple times. So, so I just want to talk about that a little bit. You look at the second line last year. So Temi Panarin, Ryan Strom, Andrew Kopp. No disrespect to Ryan Strom and Andrew Kopp, but this second line of Panarin, Trocheck, and Tarasenko is so much scarier. And you look at Panarin's playoff performance last year: twenty games played, six goals, ten assists for sixteen points, minus five. Not bad. A lot of Ranger fans said he didn't produce and didn't do enough to get them over the hump, which. You know, we all know how Ranger fans are, right? But I think the difference with Tarasenko and why he's the X factor, and I wrote a story about this the other day, just having Tarasenko out there with Panarin takes so much pressure off of Panarin to do something in the playoffs, I think. Like, listen, Panarin is a playmaker at heart, right? And I think there's a lot of pressure on him to score goals, but I think having Tarasenko out there is the weight lifted off his shoulders that someone else can put the puck in the net on his line. Like, let's be honest, Andrew Kopp scored a couple goals last year, but he wasn't you know, the guy they're going to to put the puck in the net. Same with mm-hmm. Ryan Strom, right? Like, having Trocek and having Tarasenko on a line with Panarin, like, I think that's what's huge, which makes Tarasenko that X factor. Like, how many times have we got on here and talked about how the Rangers need another pure natural goal scorer and another sniper aside from Mika Zibanejad? I know Kreider stepped up a little bit last year, but he's not necessarily a, a little bit a household name when it goes to snipers, right? Like, you know, right. we love him here, but he's not necessarily such a scary threat to most opposing teams. So I think Tarasenko in that sense is the X factor. But the guy that I've somewhat started to lean toward now, as I've been talking and thinking about it more, Jacob Truba has to set the tone. He's got to scare the fuck out of Jack Hughes. He's got to scare the shit out of Jesper Bratt because if those put guys know they're getting hit by what's up, I said, put his head on a fucking swivel. Yeah. Like if those guys know they're getting hit by Truba, every time they touch the puck, they're going to be thinking not twice, but three times every time they have it on their stick. So I think Truba has got to show that this team is tough and, they don't need to claw and climb their way black or climb their way back in a series. They got to set the fucking tone for the series. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts with Truba. So that's so my who's your X factor. factor? Yeah. Love it. Who's yours, Cody? Okay. Avery, go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. oh, I, no, I no, no. I, I have my, I, I, he's not yeah, my yeah. X factor. Oh, he's not. You just had uh, the whole rant about him. I know. I was just saying like in, <laughs> in general, but I, I have one that's outside of the box. Dude, mine's outside of the box, and I bet it's yours. So you're gonna be so mad. Go My ahead. Actor is Capo Caco. Nope, it's not. But nice. okay, <laughs> I think, okay, Cody, tell why. Okay, I think the last 30 games of the season we saw a very, very different Caco than we saw the first 52 games. Uh, I think this guy was playing more physical. 
He was playing some really, really hard-nosed hockey. He was producing points. He had his first season over 40 points, which which is great. Haha, Lafreniere, you didn't, but I still love you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think this guy, if you know, this this kid line is obviously they played incredible last year. They were probably our best line throughout the playoffs. And I think everybody is going to be relying on them because here's the thing. I would start them. I would start them in game one. Here, here's the thing, right? A lot of teams are, are going to look like, even if you're looking past the devils, like next round, whatever, when you get to Boston or whoever's around, like they're going to be looking to lock down that top six. They know how good that top six is. That's going to be their goal. If the kid line can start scoring early and start really playing as incredible as they did last season, even better, honestly. I mean, that's gonna, that's just gonna take us on a whole new level. So, uh, you know, I think, I think Kako is the guy who's gonna be able to do that for us this year. I love oh, yeah. that. I love that pick. I love the kid line in general. I think they, they, they have to be X factors in order for us to win. Like you look at last year, they were a huge part because I think we talk about a lot like the top six always evens itself out. Like they're, they're scoring from both ends, but like it's the third and fourth lines that really make the difference. But for me, it's Vinny Trocek, man. Like we, you talked about Strom, uh, you know, be, being like, you know, okay last year with Panarin, but Trocek has just been storming through these past couple weeks. And, and I think he's a phenomenal player on both ends. And you look at a guy like Nico Hishier, who's one of the best defensive forwards in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we need Vinny Trocek to lock that, that line down. We need him to be great defensively and also compliment Tarasenko and Panarin on the offensive front. He's a power play two guy. He's done a lot of things in front of the net. He's great at tipping pucks. Like, I just think he's an overall package that we've been looking for and he's really earned his paycheck this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think he's a huge step up from Strom. Cody, I just want so I just went back to look because I feel like the kid line had more points than they really did last year. Just guess the point. Uh, amount for each of them in the playoffs um i'm gonna say how many games do we play 20 uh 20 total but uh one you know kako is scratched in in game six obviously heedle heedle nine points yep kako seven points and lafreniere seven points kako had five and lafreniere and lafreniere had nine okay and what about i thought i I thought for sure they all had double digits no no what did he have Hedl had nine. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hedl had seven goals, two assists. Lafreniere yeah. had two goals, seven assists, and Kako had two goals, three assists. Dude, it wasn't I don't know even, why. It, it wasn't even about their scoring. It was every single shift they were on yeah. the ice. They they had complete control of the ice every mm-hmm. shift. Until I just thought they had more. I don't know why. They will this year, dude. Well, but, what did they have as a group this year? Like over 120 points combined, right? Uh, let me take a look. Yeah, well, I 40, know 40, 39, and 45. So, yeah, he'll have 40 ish too. So, 80. Yeah, he'll he'll kind of slow down, you know, Hedl's after his big run. But then, did. but listen, I'm fine with it. We we know the regular season doesn't really matter as long as you get in the playoffs. He just needs to get hot again. We're good. Okay. So, let me ask you guys this Who is your playoffs MVP for the Rangers? And what is his, what is your point prediction for him? There's no points involved. It's Igor. Hundred percent. That was my first thought as well. Um, Maybe he'll get a, like a goal or an assist. <laughs> that was my first thought also, but I don't know. There's so many different guys that can just step up, and I think that's the beauty of this team. Uh, you know, it's a problem that I have so many guys that come to mind when I think of a playoff MVP. Like it could easily be Panarin, dude. Panarin I'm gonna go great. first off. You said Igor, so you can't say Panarin because I'm saying Panarin. So. <laughs> 
It's going to be Panarin, and I'll tell you why. This guy started it all for us when we started rebuilding. He was our first big signing, and this is what we brought him here to do, to win us a fucking Stanley Cup. And he didn't have the best playoffs last year. I'm still convinced he was hurt. I should have asked his family when I met them, but fuck it. <laughs> but um, I think he's, he's going to be the guy who people are going to be like, holy shit. Like, you know how good he is, but I think people are going to be like, holy shit. And I'm going to say he has 27 points and wins us the cup. 27, that's a good amount. Uh, last year, what do you have? He had 16, I said? Yep. Yeah. Um, I think Igor gets an empty net goal in game six. That would be insane. <laughs> pass around. I actually think the garden would explode. Like, I think would the roof be, would blow off. The game-winning goal? No, no, like, oh. like, like empty net. Like scores. Oh, that would be like insane. A, just like an FU goal. That yeah. dude, that would be that would be oh my god. The yeah. garden game winning goal. The garden wouldn't can you imagine just like an accident? Yeah. Oh man. I'm going honestly to- like he, he scores the empty net to put him up two and just lets one in on purpose. So he gets the the game winner. He should. Uh that'd be pretty legendary. But any final thoughts, you know, before we go into our interview with Mike Coppinger, we're gonna preview the rest of the playoffs after the interview. So don't uh, leave or stick around and listen Please because stay. we're, we're going to predict all the other series going on. So do you guys have anything you want to say before I send it over to Mike Coppinger? Okay, let's do it. Hope you guys enjoy. Today on the Blue Crew, we are very happy to welcome on, although he is a New Jersey Devils fan and probably <laughs> won't be a friend of ours for the next two weeks, the ESPN Boxing Insider, longtime Devils fan, Mike Coppinger. Mike, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, Johnny, I appreciate it. So thanks for having me on. Next week, it's all over. We're enemies mm-hmm. next week. I know. And before we do go any further, I told you prior to recording that I'm not the biggest you know, boxing fan. I don't know much about the sport. So with that being said, what is it about the Rangers that makes us live rent-free in Devils fans' heads? Um, <laughs> well, it's like it's, it's kind of like rooting for like the, the house in poker, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. a Rangers fan, especially all, your, all the uh, Jersey guys who root for the Rangers, it's like, all right, it's like, wait, what are you also? You're a fan of Duke? Cowboys, the Yankees. I'm a Mets fan. I don't, I don't like rooting for the, uh, you know, the deep dark empire. So you said you're from Lindenhurst, Long Island. How does the Devils fan thing come to be? Yeah. So uh, I got into hockey when I was eight years old, and that was actually the '93 '94 season. That was Marty Berdour's rookie season. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Devils, Islanders, and Rangers all on local television on Long Island. Devils have the best uniforms in sports, I would say. So as an eight year old, I was like, oh, these uniforms, pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard that one before. Oh yeah, we'll get a good. Use some Google, man. Uh, <laughs> very, very popular opinion. Devils uniforms are top notch. So, you know, I'm eight years old. Got into it. I started watching the Devils religiously as an eight-year-old. My first heartbreak was the Stefan Mateau goal. I actually went to that one of the Rangers-Devils games, that series, uh, at the Garden. And I think that was uh, – I think the Devils may have won that game. My dad brought me in. Much to my dad's disappointment, he's a Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. So the Mateau heartbreak, I guess, is, you know, my generation's Henrik goal. Uh, I kind of wrote about it today in the uh, in the hockey news. But, you know, I think to that extent also, you know, the, the Rangers go on and win the Stanley Cup. The Devils go on and they don't win the final. But so much, I guess, shit is talked back and forth between Devils fans and Rangers fans. I'll be guilty. Ranger fans love to hang their hat on, you know, being uh, somewhat successful the last decade, getting to a cup final couple conference finals and the devils have now been in this rebuild for five years but the devils have really won the championships in the last 20 years so you know i guess what is it about both organizations and both franchises right now 
where the devil fans might have the leverage over Ranger fans. Is there anything that stands out in your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, obviously the three Stanley Cups since the Rangers last one won is a big one. Uh, the Rangers, Rangers fans act like the Rangers are like this big dynasty. They never win. And uh-huh. then you also have all the silly, foolish Rangers fans that I remember Rangers fans were cheering when the Devils drafted Jack Hughes. I mean, there's no comparison between Hughes and Cabo Caca. There's no bias no. there. And it's just stuff. I think it's a little stuff like that. And then obviously you add in, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Devils and the Rangers are the two teams in the same league that play in the close, closest proximity to one another outside of teams that share stadiums. So I didn't know that. Uh, that probably is true, though. I mean, it's what, like seven miles, probably eight Something miles? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. There's a huge helicopter flying around my apartment. I don't know if you could hear that. But, <laughs> you know, to, to that same point, okay, so I want to talk about this series a little bit specifically. You know, I think most people would say it's somewhat of a coin flip. The Devils are definitely a tough matchup for the Rangers, but, you know, it's playoff hockey. Anything could happen. The Rangers probably have the better goaltending and, you know, the better team on paper. But the way the Devils play, it's very hard for the Rangers to keep up with them and keep up with their offensive pace. But to that same extent, your prediction, realistically, like put the Devils head off. You know, if you had to put $100,000, your entire life savings on this series, which way are you leaning? And, and what is your overall prediction of the outcome? I did cover a lot of hockey in the past. Uh, I was covered the Anaheim Ducks for two seasons for the LA Times. Did some hockey for USA Today. I'll take the hat off. I think Devils in six is a, is a good okay. pick. I'm not going to get greedy or say a sweep. I totally disagree with you saying the Rangers are the more talented team. And really? I haven't checked the odds yet, but I bet if we check the odds, and maybe you can or someone, the Devils are probably slight favorites is my they guess. Are. They're minus but, 125. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Minus 125, slight favorites. I think they're the more talented team. Obviously, the Rangers have much, much better goaltending. Devils goaltending scares me quite a bit and gives me pause. But when you look at all the skill players, Jack Hughes is the best player on either team, I would suggest. Timo Meyer's an elite winger. Dawson Mercer's now elite, in my opinion. And I just think they're, I think they're too fast for the Rangers. So we'll see what happens. So the Jack Hughes point, I want to touch on that a little bit because this is probably the first time in, in quite a long time that Devils fans are you know, in love with this player. And now he's got the playoff pressure, right? Because if Jack Hughes doesn't perform, Devils fans are going to shit on him. So is there a little bit of fear, you know, if Jack Hughes, let's say the, the, the series goes six games, like you said, I said Rangers in six, you said Devils in six. Obviously, it's how we work. But let's say six games, Jack Hughes has one goal, two assists. How are Devils fans feeling? I think you have to feel pretty bad about that. I mean, Jack Hughes broke Patrick Eliash's franchise record this year, I think 97 points or 96 points. Mm-hmm. He finished I mean, with 99, he, which is crazy. One shy of 100. Which is, which yeah. is crazy. And he's a great, and he's honestly turned into a pretty good 200 foot player, in my opinion. You know, when he first entered the league, he was pretty poor on the defensive side. Not anymore. He back checks pretty hard. He t- has a lot of takeaways. Uh, but yeah, look, there's a lot of pressure on him. He has zero playoff experience. And the Devils as a whole have pretty limited playoff experience. But just look at the Rangers last season. That was a pretty inexperienced team. And no one expected the Rangers to go to the conference finals. So you add in. Uh, Nico Heischer, who I think is an incredibly underrated player, he was playing in a bigger market. I think he'd be much bigger, and I think he's a legit Celtic candidate. So what is the fear, I guess, or the, the thing you fear most about the Rangers in this series where they can take over and control? Certainly the goaltending scares me. I, I, obviously, Igor is you know top five goal in the NHL. Vitek Vanacek is pretty inconsistent. And the Rangers have you know, a more physical, bigger, grittier team than the Devils. Uh, the Devils, mm-hmm. you know, 
The Devils create their chances off the rush. They're a really fast team, probably the fastest in the entire NHL. But, you know, it's, it's a seven game, in a seven-game series, physicality and size is definitely a factor. So, to that point, here's what I think for the series. I do think the Devils win game one. I think the Rangers, it's going to take them a game or two to get settled and figure out their, you know, new build up their roster right now. And the Devils have been playing together pretty well for, you know, a, a season and, and a little bit more going back to last year. But I think as the series goes on, the Rangers will be able to figure it out. Now let's talk about the opposite. If the Rangers are to win game one or take an early series lead, does that worry you more? You know, obviously you're going to say yes, because they're down one, nothing in a series, whatever. But like, I guess what I'm saying is if the devils have a lead in the series, you know, the Rangers have been known to come back and claw their way back in a series, as opposed to the Rangers taking a lead and maybe they choke a little bit. So I guess which one I get not, not necessarily like scares you more in that situation, which one are you more comfortable with less comfortable with? It's kind of a tough question to ask, but. Right. I yeah. mean, obviously, the de- you want it, you know, to get out ahead and get a nice lead in the series. But I believe the Devils led the NHL in comeback wins this season. Or if mm-hmm. they were they didn't lead, it was they were up there. You know that this team, the team can score fast and in, in a bunch uh, in a hurry, and the Devils can roll all four lines with ease. That shouldn't go unnoticed. The Rangers can't roll four lines the same way the Devils can. I know you have this supposed kids line on the third line, which is like made up of like high draft picks that are busts, and then the Rangers <laughs> want to on. celebrate them as. Kapokaka was number two overall. You're happy mm-hmm. with him being a. You're happy with guys uh, Lafreniere, Lafreniere and uh, Kapokaka, their third line guys. That okay, I mean, one and number two over. They're busts. That's what they we, are. We can we can argue that because listen, I am a Jack Hughes supporter. I fucking love the kid. I think he's awesome. And you can't really compare Kako and Lafreniere to him because he's much better. Like he is. He's sure. he's had the opportunity and he's ran with it. And and any hockey fan that's unbiased will tell you that. But to the same point. The organization's, uh, I guess, time frame when they came in was way different, where the Rangers had so many skilled wingers. Panarin, uh, you know, Kreider was playing well, and, and it was tough for Kako and Lafreniere to really take off. And and I'm going to be careful how I say this because I know I'll get attacked. I think had Kako or Lafreniere gone into a situation in New Jersey that Hughes went into, they'd be a little bit more successful than they are with the Rangers. I'm not saying they'd be 99-point players, but I would think maybe 65 to 70 that point range if you're getting that much ice time. you got to think about it like, these guys haven't had any power play one time consistently. It's tough to really get in a groove when you're not getting that much ice time. Whereas Hughes, you know, he came in and he was basically a franchise saver right away. So we feed Devils fans an opportunity to troll whenever we praise Capo Caco or praise Lafaniere because they're, <laughs> you know, number one, number two overall draft picks that haven't necessarily made a huge splash in the NHL like Hughes has. But to that same point, I think Devils fans have to look at the difference in the situation. Sure. I mean, that's a fair point, and there's always nuance to these sort of debates. Mm-hmm. But just look at Dawson Mercer. You know, I, I know I've poked yeah, you in front of you. Stud. And then you add in a team. That, that, this, what, the reason I think I feel so confident is you add in a Timo Meyer, who has just been exactly what the Devils were missing, right? He's a big physical presence. He's throwing the body around behind the net, getting to the dirty areas. And I think he's a great addition to the rivalry. You know, he plays with a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And Dougie Hamilton has been incredible this season. Look, yeah. Is he a defensive stalwart? No. But – he was easily the second best offensive defenseman behind Eric Carlson this whole season. You have his big shot from the point. I just think when you add in those factors, you have a Johnny Marino, who Rangers mm-hmm. fans probably don't know much about him yet, but they will soon. Well, we do from the Penguin series. But again, the goaltending does scare me. The goaltending is a legit concern, I think, for Devils fans. And if you ask most Devils fans, they'll tell you. Like Vitek mm-hmm. Vanacek, he's probably a, a backup. You, mm-hmm. you know, And then you guys have an elite goalie. That scares me. So you mentioned the rivalry. Let's talk about it a little bit more. This is the fourth series in the last 17 years between the two teams. The Devils sweep in 06. Rangers win in 08. Devils, obviously, in 2012. We all know what happened there. But 
I guess out of those three previous series, uh, can you kind of touch on each individual one if you can remember? You know, I, I remember the devil sweep, like Kevin Weeks was the Rangers starting goalie and the Rangers didn't even stand a chance. I think Yarmir Yager got hurt and the Devils just absolutely fucking smoked him. 2008, Rangers win in five. And then, you know, the Henrik, obviously. I don't know if you want to talk about each one individually or just talk about the rivalry as a whole in those three series. Yeah, rivalry as a whole. I mean, oh, wait, you know, the Devils were still building a little bit that during that time. They had they had some good players. You know, Marty was obviously still in net, but they were kind of in a transition period, right? Mar- um, they were in where they were in 2012. In 2012, mm-hmm. they were just a force. You had, like, Bryce Salvador on the back end. You had a really gritty physical team. But Zach what Parisi I like, though, stud. Zach Parisi's a stud for sure. I mean, he's he still, was. He's still a stud. He's still yeah. a really good player at this older age with the Islanders mm-hmm. and that devil team at Kovalchuk. But yeah, they're nasty. But you know, when you look at the rivalry, what what the, what reminds me uh the similarity between the 2012 team and this team is the fourth line. You know, that fourth line was uh I think it was Ryan Carter, Steve Bernier, and Gianta, Steven Gianta. Gianta, thank you, thank you. Steven Gianta, yeah, yeah. lesser Gianta. And now we have the BMW line, right? Michael McLeod, who I think is a very underrated player, mm-hmm. along with Miles Wood and Nathan Bastion. So that ability to have that fourth checking line, you know, even the Devils Cup teams from the 90s had that, you know, you had the crash line, right? Bobby Holik, Mike Peluso, and Randy McKay. So I think that's a big strength of the Devils. And the rivalry, I, I expect a lot of fights. We haven't seen a lot of fights this season. I think we're going to get some fights in this one. So who do you think is the Devils' X-Factor, and who do you think is the Rangers' X-Factor? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, Devils' X-Factor. Are you looking for an underrated player or – yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, the one I have in mind for the Rangers, I guess, isn't necessarily underrated, but someone who just, like, needs to step up and do a little bit extra to, to get them over the hump. For Devils, I think the X Factor's got to be Timo Meyer. Like, he yeah. was brought in for moments like this. He started off a little slow, and Devils fans were losing patience, and he's been pretty hot since then. He's been good on the power play, and he's throwing his body around, like I said earlier. So I would say he's the X Factor for the Rangers, kind of like Chris Kreider. A big fan uh-huh. of Kreider, uh, another big body. I think he's going to be, you know, and then yeah, and then you have your dirty captain Jacob Trouber. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll see if he can avoid a suspension uh, in the in the first round. But you know, there's probably at least a 50 50 shot he's getting a suspension in the first round. The so that's played. something I'm actually curious about too, because I know for a fact Miles Wood is going to try to go after him. I think right, like Miles Wood, I would assume is, you know, he's the Devils guy. That's the bull, right? Like he wants to show that there's no fear uh, on this Devils team that's young, a little inexperienced. You know, I expect him to come out and try to set the tone and go after Truba pretty early on because we all know here, anyone who watches the Rangers play knows that Truba is going to lay a hit on somebody at some point and there's going to be chaos. So, you know, Miles Woods, the guy that I'm looking out for, he was my X factor for the Devils. Um, you know, not that he's the biggest difference maker in the world, but physicality is going to be the thing that separates these two teams in the series, right? The Devils aren't necessarily such a physical team, not that the Rangers are either. But, you know, Truba, Linger, and those guys in the back end are the ones that are going to have to set the tone if the Rangers are going to win this series. You know, my X factor for the Rangers, I don't know if you even care, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, like, I was thinking Tarasenko, like, has to be the guy. Uh, the Rangers have always needed that other sniper outside of Mika and Kreider, someone who can shoot the puck first, because the Rangers have always been that too cute, you know, pretty passing, extra backdoor pass kind of team. So he's the guy I'm looking for. I don't know if uh, you can agree or disagree with that one as well. Um, look, I would say that I really enjoyed the Rangers deadline because it was like the, the two most Rangers moves ever. Like, let's acquire mm-hmm. two guys that are very good, but you know, not at their primes. Yeah. The Rangers fans acting like these guys are still in their primes. Like, mm-hmm. as a Mets fan, I could say that this is like a very Metsy move as well. Like celebrating like you're getting like prime Tarasenko and prime Patrick King. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, look, Tarasenko needs to do something. He's a very talented guy. Uh, and I think Miles Wood is a good call. He's one of the fastest players in the entire NHL. And you said he does stand up for his guys. 
-hmm. But I wouldn't be shocked if we get a Nico Heischer versus Jacob Truba fight, a captain versus captain fight. Uh, Nico Heischer is a pretty yeah. – I think he's a great captain, and he we saw him drop the glove, uh, I think, like a week ago. So mm -hmm. that would be nice for the Rockets. Yeah, Heischer's, Heischer's mixed it up a bit. But speaking of fighting a little bit, you know, obviously you're – ESPN boxing insider got to bring up boxing a little bit. Uh, you know, I know I told you, I don't know that much about it, but I've read some stuff on Logan Paul and the Paul brothers, you know, Luke Hughes comes in, scores an overtime winning goal. The Hughes brothers have kind of ruffled some feathers, you know, outside of uh, the devil's organization in the NHL. You know, I, I personally love them, but you know, I think the way they like answer interviews and they're a little nonchalant and, and not, you know, typical yeah. buttoned up hockey answers, which I love and I want to see more of. Is there any sort of similarity between, you know, Quinn, Jack, and Luke to like a Jake and Logan Paul? I, like again, I don't know, so I'm just kind of asking you who knows both. Um, yeah, look, I, I could, I think there is a similarity in that both sets of brothers are polarizing. I can definitely see how Jack Hughes can get under the skin of a Rangers fan. If he was on the Rangers, I probably wouldn't like him. Uh, you're right, he is pretty nonchalant, and but he kind of fits the hockey bro stereotype. I think he's great for the mm -hmm. game. You know, I think the NHL needs to keep focusing on trying to build these guys into stars whether it's, you know, Fredman or Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, guys like that. So, yeah, I could see that. Uh, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they're, they're disruptors, and hopefully the U's are going to be disrupting for two. I want to see if Luke Hughes actually plays in this series. because I think he should. Devils are pretty deep on defense, though. Like, who do you sit? Like, Kevin Ball has been really good over the past month or so. You can't, you know, there's no one else you can really sit for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see Luke Hughes play, too. I, I think he's, you know, obviously a phenomenal player, and I think he just adds a little more spice to the series, but... I guess my final question for you, you know, kind of talking about boxing, talking about the Hughes brothers a little bit more. Do you think there is a villain necessarily for the Devils right now? Because I think of the Rangers Devils series, and obviously on your side, Truba is the villain, right? Like he's the guy I feel like for the Rangers that Devils fans are going to hate. But who is the player that we should maybe hate? Because, you know, some might say Jack Hughes, others, I don't even know who else there is to say, but like Jack Hughes to me isn't such a hateable guy. I know we talked about it briefly just now. Is this the series where Jack Hughes becomes the villain? Like, you know, I think about, I don't know, if, are you a Knicks fan at all? Big Knicks fan, yeah. So I'm a Knicks fan as well. So Trey Young, like we didn't hate him until right, right. that series happened. I think Jack Hughes, Trey Young, that kind of vibe. Do you see that happening? Um, I think it's Nico Heischer. I, I know okay. a lot of people, are, a lot of fans already hate Nico Heischer. They accuse him of being dirty and clipping uh, Barkoff a few months oh, yeah, ago. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's kind of the guy, he's a little pesky. He seems to get under the, uh, seems to remind me a little bit of Colin Mew, the way he agitates. And Dawson Mercer is a bit of an agitator too. Anytime you see a scrum, Mercer seems to be in the middle of it. Um, I think it's one of those two guys. The Rangers mm -hmm. fans are going to hate. So Mike, before I let you go, is there any final thing uh, you want to plug? You know, I know you're doing a lot of cool work in the boxing world with ESPN. Um, you know, anything you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I want to say uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Coppinger. Instagram as well. Follow my stuff on ESPN and looking forward to the series. Like I said, Devils and Six. I'm biased, but I think it's the best rivalry in all of sports. And even mm -hmm. though I can't stand the Rangers, I appreciate other hockey fans. It is best rivalry, rivalry in all of sports? I think it is. I think it's one of the best rivalries in all of sports. I mean, it even made Seinfeld. That's true. How many other sports rivalries have made Seinfeld? Well, I think it's going to be reborn. It's going to be reborn. It hasn't been the best rivalry in the last couple of years, but I think this year, you know, this series will put it back on the map for sure. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, and go Devils. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Really want to thank Mike Coppinger for hopping on. It was fun talking shit with him, and uh, hopefully we can come out on the good side of that conversation. But I do want to talk about the other teams in the playoffs. Obviously, there's a Wait, lot of Johnny, hype around. What? Did you ask him the one question I asked you to ask him for me, though? 
His, Probably not. What was it? Ashley, you're what, such what a scumbag. You, on the, I don't know. On I the, go back on in our text. Garcia, on the Garcia Davis fight, bro. Oh, no. I didn't do that. You son of a gun. Okay. Sorry. But uh, I'm keeping that in the episode. Let's go into uh, <laughs> just the other teams in the playoffs. Honestly, like I feel like I say it every year, but I'm I'm so excited for this just, you know, first round. Uh, this is my March mm-hmm. Madness. You know, I'm watching hockey every night. And uh, there's a lot of cool first round series aside from the Rangers Devils. I think Tampa Bay versus Toronto is another exciting one. I think Dallas versus Minnesota is a great one. Um, Seattle in their first playoff. You know, a lot of different teams to talk about, but there was a lot of angry Ranger fans because of money puck last week. Right now, the Rangers are the second worst percentage to win the Stanley Cup. Actually, kind of tied for the worst with the Islanders. Money puck has them at 2.2% to win the Cup. All right, Avery, Boston yeah. versus Florida. What's your prediction? Uh, Boston in six. Okay, I have Boston four. Cody, what do you got? Boston in six. Okay, Toronto, Toronto, Tampa. What do you guys got? Toronto in seven. Uh, it's so tough. It's so tough. But Tampa, Tampa's gonna win it. Uh, do they have? Do they have home ice? No, no. It's in Toronto. Same as Tampa last year. Was so Tampa's gonna win it in Amelie. Tampa's gonna win it in Amelie. So Tampa, so Tampa in six. six? Okay, yeah. I, have, I have Tampa in seven. I think. Let me double check. Yeah, I have Tampa in seven. That's your fraud, year. Johnny. You all you um, do is talk about how good the Leafs are, and then you can't stick with them when because I can't bet them. against Tampa. I've done it every year, and they always fucking win. <laughs> Let's go into Islanders Hurricanes. I have Islanders in six. You're insane, but okay. What do you got? Islanders in six. Yeah. Oh, I think Canes in five. Canes yeah. in five. I'm with you. All right, we already know the Rangers Devils. Let's go to the West Coast: Colorado and Seattle. Uh, Colorado in four. I think. Nah, Colorado in five. I think that's Seattle will win one game. Colorado in five. five. Yeah, that's what I have. Also, Sweet. we're aligned there. Okay, let's go into Dallas, Minnesota. I already said Dallas in seven. What do you guys got? Dallas in seven. I like Dallas in six. I think they're gonna they're gonna close it out before it gets to game seven. Okay, on the road, Vegas and Winnipeg. I think Vegas in four. Ooh, wow. All right. Uh, Vegas in five. I have Vegas in six. No, I have Vegas in five, actually. I have Vegas in five. Uh, and the last series, this is so much smoother just doing this. Oilers and Kings. Oilers and Kings. Uh, Oilers, Edmonton Oilers in five, and Connor McDavid has a thousand goals. I also have Edmonton. Oh, no, I have Edmonton six. Cody, what do you got? Edmonton in five. Okay, let's just do Stanley Cup predictions. Our let's wrap the puppy up. Yeah, we had like st- seven of the same predictions out of eight, but because we roll like that. Cody seems to like me on this podcast. Yeah, he does. <laughs> what is the um, what is your Stanley Cup prediction? I think this is the year for the Rangers because if it's not, I I don't know what to tell you. And God, they need to stop Boston. So you know what, I'm just gonna go. Rangers, bring it back for the boys. And I I didn't say that last year, so. You know, I think uh, I'm gonna go Rangers, Oilers, and oh, I was gonna say fuck. <laughs> I'm going Rangers in seven. Yeah, Cody said it the best way possible. It has to be the Rangers. I'm not picking anybody else. Uh, they'll probably end up playing. I think they're gonna play Dallas. Uh, something, something's telling me Dallas is gonna. It's gonna be a battle of goaltenders: Shesterkin versus Ottinger. I think they're going to play Dallas, and I think the Rangers are going to beat them in six in this. Okay. Kind of well, not, not only do I think, I, I know it has to happen because you guys will probably never hear from me again if they don't. <laughs> Likewise. Uh, 
I was going to say Rangers Oilers too, but I'll change it up. And I'm going to say Rangers Vegas, which would be. You love Vegas, bro. Dude, if they go to Vegas, like I've never been to Vegas before. So what a fucking deal there. Huh? (laughs) I wouldn't do well. I've never been to a strip club before. Vegas, the anxiety Vegas would give me, uh, and I'm not like an anxious person, but like, oh no, definitely not. But the Rangers, (laughs) the Rangers (laughs) being there in the Stanley Cup final, and like the idea that you could just walk into a casino and drop a ten grand, it's kind of scary. What you got ten grand to drop? I don't, but uh, it's just what (laughs) happens in Vegas. (laughs) What you get a lot quicker there. That's very uh, very accurate. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for, huh? Addict was the no, word. No, that wasn't it. For. But, uh, all right. You heard it here first. Rangers yeah. over everybody. Let's fucking go. We're going to try to have episodes up every game day. We're going to be recording the day after games are played to talk about the game that just happened and to preview the next game. So stay tuned. It's probably not going to be very organized, but we're just going to do the best we can. So, uh, you know, that's that's our bread and butter, right? We just fucking come on here and shoot the shit, and hopefully you guys enjoy it and are entertained. So, Panthers just uh, scored. Did they? <laughs> Mm-mm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. We love you guys. Avery, I don't know if you have a tagline, but Cody usually – I don't. But, boys, it was great coming on, and I'm excited to be here for the playoffs. I hope everybody likes having me on. If you don't, maybe I'll just get off. <laughs> LFGR, baby. Rangers got dudes. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.